This episode of Branching Out is brought to you by Timios Title. Welcome to Branching Out, a podcast presented by the reporters and editors of the Acorn Newspapers, offering you a closer look at the news in your community. Welcome to Branching Out. I'm Don Medley. Today is March 14th. Agriculture is a $2 billion industry in Ventura County, but the area's verdant farm fields belie a dirty secret. 32 million pounds of toxic pesticides were sprayed on Ventura County fields between 2015 and 2020. Nearly 70% of homes in Ventura County are within two and a half miles of the places where these pesticides are sprayed. More than one in four homes are within a half mile of these applications. 33 elementary schools are within a quarter mile of the farms where these chemicals are sprayed. Living near pesticide spraying has been linked to harm to the respiratory system, increased risk of cancer, and harm to unborn children. The pesticides used locally have also been shown to harm the nervous, hormonal, thyroid, and reproductive systems. We sat down with Alexis Temkin, a scientist from the Environmental Working Group, a research organization that studies pesticide use in Ventura County and how these toxic chemicals are hitting close to home for the majority of local residents. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Timios Title in Camarillo. Are you thinking about selling your home? Most people don't know that you can shop around for your title and escrow company. Why is this important? Because choosing the right title and escrow company can lead to a host of things. Better visibility into your transaction, an open line of communication to your escrow officer, an easy way to check your transaction status and view your documents online, and most of all, choosing your own title and escrow company can save you hundreds, even thousands of dollars in unnecessary fees. Most escrow companies charge a base fee plus $2 for every $1,000 of the property. That can easily add up to thousands of dollars. At a bundled rate of just $575 per side, Timios is helping home sellers in California save thousands of dollars on their transactions. Timios is at 211 Village Commons Boulevard, number 13 in Camarillo. You can call them at 800-377-8019 or find them online at www.timios.com. That's T-I-M-I-O-S. They are open 8 to 5 p.m. Please contact them today and see how much you could save. Um, and so I'm here today with a researcher from the Environmental Working Group to discuss the widespread use of pesticides in Ventura County and what it means for the county's residents. So can you please say your name and your title? Yeah. So my name is Alexis Temkin, and I'm a toxicologist with the Environmental Working Group. And then can you just really quickly give me uh, your background? Yeah, sure. So um, I have a PhD in environmental sciences and marine biomedicine and spent a lot of my dissertation really working on environmental exposures during development and how that can impact disease later in life. Um, And so at the Environmental Working Group, I work on assessing the toxicity and safety of chemicals in drinking water, pesticides in food, and also chemicals you'll find in consumer products. So talk to me about how you came to study Ventura County. Yeah, so one thing that's very unique, at least about the state of California, we can start there, is that they require this data reporting of all their pesticide use in the state. And that is extremely unique, even amongst really large agricultural states. So California in general has this really amazing resource to actually look at where pesticides are used, what pesticides are used. And um, 
essentially you can map them and look at their toxicity and where they're used. So we focused on Ventura for a few reasons. One is that there's this really close relationship of densely populated area, as well as agriculture. There was a report that came out in 2015 that looked specifically at schools and Ventura had some of the highest number of schools and students in really close proximity, you know, within a quarter mile to very high use pesticide fields. Um, So those are a few of the reasons why we started to look at Ventura. Yeah. And then um, tell me about your study, because it looks like you you looked at a five-year period and you found an enormous amount of pesticides being used in very close proximity to not just schools, but also just residential areas. Yeah. So what we did was, and the reason we really created this map in general was just to visualize publicly available data on pesticides as a way to inform people who work and live in Ventura simply about the pesticide use around them, you know, what they are, what their toxicities might be. And so we picked this six-year period from 2015 to 2020 so that you could see sort of a chronic look at what pesticide use was. It's still a short time frame. You know, it's not a whole lifetime, but it's not just a couple months or a couple year. And that's kind of important because it can impact um, disease development. And typically when we look at pesticides, they're often looked at just one at a time, not necessarily over a long time frame, or looking at a lot of pesticides together. So that was one of the unique things about this map. Um, and we also looked at data that goes through 2020, whereas the currently the state data only goes through 2018. So it's a little bit more recent than you would find um, if you were to just look at the state data from California Department of Pesticide Regulations. So the thing that really caught my attention about this article is it was sent to me by a friend. And the thing that caught my attention was the photo at the top of the article was an aerial photo of my neighborhood. And I'm like, oh, goodness. And of course, in my neighborhood, you know, there's a lot of, you know, dense like residential development. And there's also um, like a senior living home and there's also an elementary school. And so can you talk to me about the number of people in Ventura County um, that live within proximity of of some of these pesticide applications? (laughs) Yeah, sure. So when we were looking at this map, we considered residences within two and a half mile radius of fields. And the reason we chose that distance was because there's been a lot of research recently, particularly from UCLA, looking at epidemiological studies. So this is looking at human people and children who are exposed to pesticides, and they use this residential proximity as a marker of exposure. So they included people within this two and a half mile radius and found that exposure to certain pesticides could increase the risk of different childhood cancers. And so that's why we chose this really broad range because the most recent evidence is sort of showing that that larger distance may need to be considered. And so if you look at that two and a half mile radius, there's about 70% of residences. So homes in Ventura are within that two and a half miles. Yeah. And then included within that is about, I think, 33 elementary schools. Yeah. So 33 elementary schools are within a quarter mile, um, 31,000 residences. But if you ever look at two and a half miles, there's 110 elementary schools. Yeah. And this area is famous for the Santa Ana winds. And so Mm -hmm. 
Uh, when you come, when it comes to spraying and and winds, it's um, actually really easy to see how some of these pesticides can drift deeper into neighborhoods than some people might expect. Um, talk to me about some of the health concerns and some of the issues that can be caused by pesticide exposure. Yeah. So the other unique thing about this map is that we looked at flagging pesticides for chronic health concerns, and we tried to group pesticides together for those chronic health effects, because that's also a really big area of research that is not considered, at least in terms of the regulatory, from the regulatory perspective when assessing pesticides for safety. So we looked at pesticides that were flagged for cancer, pesticides that had um, impacts on neurological functions or so neurotoxicity, um, respiratory stress, so either an acute respiratory effect like coughing or sneezing or asthma, um, as well as developmental toxicity. So we grouped these all together and we found that, you know, there were within Ventura 61 pesticides that all had some impact on cancer. So when you start to look at it as this cumulative health effect, um, it's a sort of a different story and one that really hasn't been investigated before. If you're looking for professional house cleaners who deliver a consistent quality job, look no further than Made in America House Cleaning Services. Made in America has a dependable and loyal staff of cleaners who are fully licensed, bonded, and insured to work in your homes, and they even pay workers' comp on all employees. And as I understand it, that's pretty rare. Uh, Made in America takes cleanliness seriously and adheres to a strict COVID protocol to keep customers and employees safe. For a free house cleaning estimate, call Paul today at 805-499-7259 or find them on the web at madeinamericaonline.com. That's Made in America, M-A-I-D. Today's episode is brought to you by the people who rescue homeless American veterans, the Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. Over the last 24 months, Gold Coast has been responsible for getting over 100 veterans off the streets and getting them the help they deserve. And they're working on more and more every single day. Their team has found the cure to put an end to homelessness for our veterans. Designed by the rescue team themselves, Veterans Village is equal parts housing, healing, and supportive care, all in one place. As a son of two military veterans, I love this amazing concept. I love sharing about Veterans Village, but don't take it from me. I would encourage you to go over to the Gold Coast website at gcvf.org and check out an inspirational message from Navy veteran and Dodger baseball legend Vin Scully, the voice of Veterans Village. At Gold Coast, they're winning the battle to end veteran homelessness but it can't happen without your support. Encourage you to go to gcvf.org and sign up to make a difference. The Gold Coast Veterans Foundation. Um, and so talk to me about the reliance on voluntary compliance when it comes to the application of pesticides. Yeah, so there are some, you know, restrictions in terms of when pesticides are applied, what the, you know, atmospheric concentrations might be. So, you know, you can't apply pesticides during school hours within a quarter mile of schools. That distance may not be far enough. Also, you have to measure the wind in terms before you apply certain applications. And what we've seen is that there's not necessarily great enforcement of those regulations. Um, and also I think recently there was even, you know, um, an investigation into one of these pesticide drift events, which found that in fact, the wind hadn't been monitored before the pesticide was applied and it led to a drift event. 
Now, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, the schools and the residences, but um, what about the, the increased risks for the farm workers themselves? Yeah, absolutely. So the farm worker population is likely going to be the population that's at greatest risk. They'll have the greatest exposure to pesticides, either by applying them or working in the fields. And then also potentially from living nearby as well. There's a lot of studies showing um, that families of farm workers, when they sort of return home from work, can actually bring pesticides back into the home. It's called the take-home sort of pesticide pathway. It can be found in dust, on clothes. And so that also is going to put farm workers and families at greater risk. And a lot of work has been done in California looking at these um, groups and families and have shown that, yes, children of farm workers tend to have increased risk of exposure to certain pesticides and then also health outcomes like um, behavioral or cognitive um, issues. And then when it comes to the sheer amount of pesticides that are applied to Ventura County farm fields, what was what was the amount that you found over that six-year period that you looked at? So over the six-year period, it was about 32 million. And Ventura is the, at least in 2020, it was, I believe, the 11th most pest agricultural intensive um, county in the state. So there are going to be other counties too that will likely have, you know, higher volumes. Yeah. And then um, what shocked me was just the sheer number of of spray events. It looks like your study found over 360,000 individual spray events. Um, Yeah. So the way that the data are reported, at least to the state and to the agricultural um, commissioner's office, is it'll have lists of basically application events and times that pesticides were applied. So we took those data and for each basically city within Ventura, we looked at a two and a half mile radius and was just looking at how many times pesticides were applied. And so that varied depending on the city. And as it's pretty obvious from, I think, the map and from that, some cities like Oxnard has a lot of pesticides applied. Other counties, you know, that are less surrounded by fields are going to have far less. Yeah. And then um, I think that a lot of times in Ventura County, our farm worker population tends to be a hidden population, right? Because if you're not living right by the fields, you might not see them coming to and from work. But there's actually, a, a, I think uh, your report said 40,000 farm workers in Ventura County that are working in our local farm fields. Yeah, so that's a statistic that comes from um, another local organization in Ventura. Um, I believe it's called House Farm Workers, and they are doing a lot of work in terms of identifying who the population of farm workers are and really what their needs are. And so they estimate that there's about 42,000 farm workers in Ventura. Yeah, and then while you know, the state tracks the amount of pesticides that are applied. I was surprised to learn that neither the state of California nor the EPA have set enforceable standards for the amount of pesticides used. So there's no standards for the amount of pesticides measured in air. So each pesticide is going to have, you know, an application rate, which crops it can be used on, that sort of thing. But there's air monitoring within the state that is all basically just just that it's monitoring there's no standard for how much pesticide is allowed in the air and there's also not that many sites or you know measurements going on so 
And I believe parts of that program have been cut back. They've sort of been defunded recently. So there's there's this real need, I think, for more sites and more frequency of air monitoring. Um, and then also to have enforceable standards because you will see spikes in certain pesticides um, at certain times when they're applied. Yeah, and as I understand it, some crops are more pesticide intensive than others. You know, in Ventura County, we're very attached to our strawberries. We have like the strawberry, you know, festival and everything like that. But in order to produce these crops, there's a huge amount of pesticides like methyl bromide um, that that are used. And, you know, agriculture's big business here, $2 billion a year. Um, moving forward, what do you think are um, solutions to help mitigate some of these risks? Yeah, so definitely, I think looking at the fumigant use around strawberry fields, that's been you know, a place where a lot of pesticides are applied and they're applied in really high volumes. Um, like you said, methyl bromide has been phased out, which is great. And you can see a real decrease in the amount of that fumigant used over that over this time period. Um, I think it's going to be a combination of stricter enforcement and regulations by DPR, and then also work with integrative pest management. So there's definitely research that's going on on how to reduce fumigant use, especially for those um, high priority crops and how to just use other techniques that don't require such heavy reliance on um, certain pesticides. So have you looked at all uh, at the effect of these pesticides on just the local environment? Because, you know, a lot of these farm fields are also really close to creeks and the ocean um, and like local open spaces in the Santa Monica Mountains. Um, do you have you looked at all about the impacts of the pesticides on wildlife in those other natural areas? Yeah, so this report, we were really looking at um, human health impacts, but you're right, all of these pesticides are going to have certain um, characteristics of how they behave in the environment, you know, how long it takes them to degrade, how they may be toxic to certain aquatic organisms. And California also definitely has surface water and groundwater monitoring. So there's the potential to impact sort of drinking water sources. And we haven't looked at those data yet, but I'm sure it's something that we, you know, would love to look into. Hey, are you looking for amazing deals on clothes, furniture, even artwork? May I recommend the Save a Life Thrift Stores, benefiting the Herman Bennett Foundation. Save a Life operates two locations in the city of Camarillo, a thrift store open Wednesday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5.30, and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 4 and a warehouse open Saturday and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 2. Both locations are full of every kind of item imaginable, from clothes for men, women, and children, furniture, games, collectibles, and artwork, all at amazing prices. All proceeds from the Save a Life thrift store go to support the programs of the Herman Bennett Foundation, which helps pay for medical treatment for military and police canines, supports animal rescue groups, and offers vouchers to families so they can get their pets spayed or neutered. So take it from me. Go pop some tags at the Save a Life thrift store at 315 Arneal Road in Camarillo, Suite 103 inside the Smart and Final Shopping Center, or their warehouse at 1330 Flynn Road in Camarillo, Suite C, at the corner of Adolfo and Flynn. For details, go to www.savealifethriftstores.com or call them at 888-876-0605. When's the last time you had your hearing checked? 
Did you know over 48 million Americans have been diagnosed with hearing loss? That's 15% of the population. If you or a loved one have noticed a difficulty hearing, why risk it? Call or go online to Acoustic Hearing Aids by Beltone and get a free, no-obligation hearing exam at one of their three locations, Camarillo, Thousand Oaks, and Ventura. Connecting customers with the right hearing aid is personal for acoustic hearing owner Roger Caldwell, who himself was diagnosed with hearing loss in his early 40s. That's why Acoustic Hearing makes it easy to make an appointment at one of their three offices, or they'll come to you directly using their mobile clinic. Forget what you think you know about hearing aids. Today's devices are smaller, easier to use, and incorporate all the latest tech. Keep in mind, the longer a hearing matter goes untreated, the greater the likelihood that could lead to complications in the future. Give Acoustic Hearing Aids a call today at 805-495-1885. Again, 805-495-1885 to make an appointment or visit them online at www.acoustichearingaids.com. Are you aware of any um, like safer alternatives to some of the pesticides that are being used, you know, in large scale agriculture right now? Yeah. Well, so, I mean, a lot of the crops have organic alternatives, which are going to have a lower reliance on certain pesticides and use different techniques um, in terms of sort of a one-to-one replacement. I think that's a harder conversation and it's more about sort of this integrative approach of how to use other techniques and also reduce pesticide use at the same time. But it's likely going to be crop specific and, you know, sort of soil and area specific as well. Is there anything that local residents can do to like reduce their exposure or to help protect their health from from some of these pesticides? Yeah, so there are definitely a few things. And one of, there's actually a very big conversation going on in um, California and in, at California DPR right now about a statewide pesticide notification system to sort of help address this problem. And there's a pilot, one of the pilot programs, there's four of them. One of them is going to be released in Ventura in an area called Nylon Acres. And so um, that's something that's going on as a way to inform not just residents, but, you know, really anybody who wants this information about when pesticides are going to be applied so that animals can be brought inside, children can be brought inside, windows can be closed. Um, Other things that you can do is, you know, use sort of a doormat or take off shoes and, and before entering the home, a lot of pesticides tend to end up in dust and not just pesticides, other sort of chemicals can end up in dust. It's kind of not something people think about a lot, but simply vacuuming and getting rid of dust can can definitely help, especially for children who are kind of crawling around and closer to that source. And then there also seems to be a definite like socioeconomic element to this, because when I was looking at the table of which cities are most affected and most exposed, you know, obviously Oxnard, Um, is at the top of the list, you know, followed by Camarillo, where I live. Um, Did you, did your report look at all at um, the socioeconomic element of this? Yeah, so that's something we haven't published about yet, but are currently investigating. And I think for a lot of people who live and work and know Ventura, you can clearly see sort of where certain zones end up being priority or at risk and know that there might be racial demographic differences, socioeconomic differences. And it's something we're currently looking at, but definitely want to highlight, you know, the potential disparities that occur in either risk or exposure or health 
between where pesticides are used and where they're not. Yeah. And um, I think what's really significant is if you look at where some of the newest housing and where most of the newest housing is being built in Ventura County. Like, So I live in Camarillo and there's tons of new neighborhoods and they're all popping up in that agricultural interface. A lot of it is farmland that's being converted to housing. Um, so it seems like as these neighborhoods fill up, there's even going to be a, a greater amount of people who are exposed to these to these har harmful chemicals. Um, yeah. So I understand you're based out of DC. I have to ask, have you ever visited Ventura County? I haven't. I know I'm in DC and I'm totally like behind the computer screen looking at data. Um, we have some people in California in like Sacramento office and things like that. And in um, around the San Francisco area, but I have not been to Ventura, but I really want to come visit. Well, it's really scenic. So yeah. Yeah. And then I have to ask you, what gives you a heart for doing this kind of work? Because it definitely seems like it is a passion of yours. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think EWG, at least our mission is basically to empower people to live healthier lives in a healthier environment. And I think anything that we can do to inform people about chemicals they may be exposed to, how it may impact their health, what they can do about it while also pushing government and companies to do something about it because they're causing exposures. I, it's just something that I want to help with and be a part of and research um, and just bring to light. Yeah. One of the things that really surprised me about this map that you created about the pesticide exposure was that it was a first ever assessment of the health concern for, for Ventura County residences based on proximity to the fields. Um, and for as long as agriculture has been, you know, a powerhouse in Ventura County, it just really was surprising to me that this was the first map to really kind of break down those risks. So those are all my questions. Is there anything else you'd like to add that I haven't asked about? Um, no, I think that was tremendously thorough. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you for joining us. So thank you so much, Alexis.